Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and ask us. The more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer Incorporated, a not-for-profit charity set up in 2012 by myself, Dr. Joan Lewis. If you want to know any more information about Prost, including our online service now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health. So, Prost to you. So stop for a second and listen. It's not silent at all. Welcome to the penis project podcast and today we're really happy to have a young man by the name of Marty Davis come join us and Marty actually contacted me probably about three months ago now to ask a few questions because he was uh, doing a an assignment at um, university in his journalism course so I was very happy to receive that because I really love the fact that younger men are getting involved in the, the men's health space. So, Marty, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, yeah, I'm a journalist, basically almost a graduate, which is good. Um, just received my last results, so I finally passed uni, so, going, which oh, is wow. good. Um, which takes a little bit of mental burden off because for the last couple of weeks, the stresses of that have been gone. But I'm a disability support worker. I do a lot in the community. Um, also... Just trying to get very much involved in sport as much as possible. That's my true passion. Um, but yeah, just just a twenty-two year old just trying to live his life to the fullest in some ways. And how long was your journalism course? It was meant to be three years, but with you know COVID and some hurdles of failing units and stuff, it ended up being three and a half. But I think that extra half a year was beneficial because I got to meet a lot of different people within the industry having the likes of Mark Gibson being my tutor for a semester. Nikki Wilson-Smith oh, wow. is a tutor whose husband's Matt Tinney. So he came in and gave us advice and then also having to do it through a pandemic, which is what we've been going through for the last year and a half. It's just something that is good for me just to learn how to go through different stages. Mm, that's great. And how did you get into disability support work? Um, it's actually quite a funny story. I just... One day I was, I joined Cedar when I, for like year 11 and 12, which was very much sport education. Um, and I was down at the cricket club and one of the, I used to play cricket for Junior Lockheed Ross and now do again. And one of the ladies that we're very good friends with asked, do you want to come down and help me do Cricket Chance, which is a um, program for people with disabilities doing cricket. And I got into that first time working with people with disabilities and have loved it ever since. So I coach the, I run the program basically now at Junlop Kinross Cricket Club for the ICL and Cricket Tramps. So yeah, that's how I got into disability support work. And I think that's 
probably the best thing that I've got into, as well mm. as doing a journalism degree, because you get to meet completely different people and you don't, at the end of the day, you don't look at these people who have a disability as having a disability. They've just got different personality traits mm-hmm. and really bring smile, especially myself who goes through his own stuff. It just gets all my troubles away. And for that period of time, and I'm there to support someone and have a good time with someone, depending on their level of need. Cool. Well, how about we have a little bit of a chat about the article that you wrote, Marty? What, what prompted you to write that article? Um, well, well, my article, I called it Men's Mental Health Matters. I kind of like, like the M's kind of work and my name being Marty kind of helped. But I've gone through my own mental health struggles and I found that not many people want to talk about men's mental health. We hear a lot about mm. like women's body, body imaging issues and all this sort of stuff. And yes, everything that I hear in the media is something that needs to be addressed. Don't get me wrong. But then I thought, what? when was the last article that I have read or last thing I've seen on Facebook of an article of someone trying to promote men's mental health? And then I was on TikTok and I found one of my friends that I used to play footy with. Um, he is in the country and he started doing these TikToks about men's mental health. And I thought, you know what? Oh, wow. what? What's stopping me writing an article about men's mental health, giving my story out there and hoping like, I'm just a normal everyday human being getting my story out there and trying to promote men's mental health. Um, and I thought, you know what, if I get a good mark for this assignment, I'll put it up on my own blog, and which I have. And look, all my friends are like, this is a really good piece. And thank you for writing it. It's actually really enlightening to actually hear your story and it's given us some statistics that we need to hear because, yes, there's a whole week called Men's Mental Health Week, but it should be an ongoing issue. Like we talk about gender equality and all this sort of stuff, this should be also a thing that we're talking about on an everyday basis. So for those of the listeners... How did you actually go in that assignment? I, I actually did the best best article <laughs> I've written. Like I knew it. For I three knew and a half years, it's taken to the last assignment to do, and I've written, like, an article that I've got, like, 80% on, and I'm like, you beauty. Oh, you need to become a men's health journalist or something. So, so for <laughs> those of the listeners who haven't read your article, tell us, what, what was the general gist of it? What was it about? It was about, it started actually as looking at, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's these different projects that go on. So there's these people who have gone through their own mental health. There's one called, it's okay to be, a, it's okay to not be okay, who are selling like t-shirts with their slogan on it. Mm-hmm. And it's literally about their story of them losing their brother to suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one called the Shaka Project Oh, yeah, And it's got the Shaka project on it and it's literally just a, as a conversation starter and that was mainly the reason to write it. So seeing all these projects and I'm like, we need to, people to know about these things yeah, and actually go in and think, okay, then there is these things. And it's as a conversation starter. If I'm wearing a it's okay to not be okay t-shirt, someone can come up to me and say, what's up? Like if someone can come up to me and ask me, anything and I'll start talking to them or I'll go up to someone and say are you okay because just getting that conversation started because as men we <laughs> we struggle with emotions mm-hmm. and it's that stereotypical sign and I just wanted to break the stereotypes really 
And did it get published in the um, online university? I, I tried to get it published on my online university page, but because yeah. I feel there's a lot of, within the uni, not to get into politics or anything of it, but there's a lot of favouritism of the people within the university of the journalists that are doing the courses. I just thought, you know what, I've got a portfolio. Let's put it up on my own portfolio. And then that way, if I can put in my resume, here's my portfolio link of all my old work, go and have a look. Mm -hmm. Here's all my work. So then an eventual employer can look and then they can read this article. And then if they think, oh, that's a really good article, can we take it? Can we publish it in our on our services or anything and put it up and update the statistics or whatever? I'm fine with that. Because cool. at least my well, work's getting out there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share the work. I've got your um, assignment actually in front of me, and I'm just going to read. A first, the first few lines, and then I'd just like you to maybe expand on the story a little bit more. So it starts with, sometimes the problem brings the solution. Sometimes the people causing us pain unwittingly lead us to salvation. Let me explain. Back in high school, I was at my lowest. I felt worthless, that nobody cared about me, that, I probably, that it probably wasn't worth hanging around on the planet much longer. Then my ex-girlfriend, with who I was in a toxic relationship with at the time, referred me to Headspace, and that opened me up to start a real conversation about my own mental health. So can you just tell us a little bit more about your times there, if it's not too hard to talk about? Yeah. It's, look, I've gone through, I, it's really weird. I normally talk about all my mental health um, things when I'm absolutely had a bit too much to drink because it's a very... For me, it's a coping mechanism and it shouldn't be a coping me mechanism for me. Um, and it ends up being, well, I've, I'm currently on antidepressants, so that and alcohol didn't really mix. So people listening, do not mix them. Um, but my story, yeah, I went, like, I went to Cedar, which was great. But then like, when you get to year 11, 12, start, things start to change and friend groups and everything. And I've never been the most popular kid in high school or at all, so... It was one of those things and got out of school and then all different things happened. Um, but it's very, like, I can explain it. It's, I got into a relationship after a year out of high school, first year of uni, into second year of uni. It wasn't, it was very much getting bullied and, like, you don't, in relationships, you don't meant to get bullied in them. We mm -hmm. hear all the stories about domestic violence and everything, but we don't see the men's side of what's actually going on um mm -hmm. i'm not a physical person i'm everything i don't like hitting people it's not my thing i would never hit someone um unless it's my little brother but he deserves it because he's younger <laughs> than me yeah in like a play flight <laughs> it, it's literally just it's the code if you're going to be younger than the other one you're going to get hit yeah it's a bit yeah. of play fighting <laughs> but it's the mental drainage and then I think this is one thing people don't understand is that men take relationships very seriously. Um, and if, if it break up, if it's a year, it's actually terrible. It was almost a year. Um, she put me onto Headspace, which is great. And I'll admit Headspace did fantastic. Um, I don't do psychologists, but a counselor worked perfectly fine for me, but yeah. And then I've gone through and I've always I had a month there where I just wasn't great. And I thought, 
And the worst thing was is that I was seeing, still seeing her as a boss afterwards, as my employer. Oh, okay. Right. Because um, they needed support workers for her brother who had cerebral palsy. And okay. I needed the money and I said, yeah. And then it just happened. And then I was very close of ending it. I was sitting on a rock ledge and I just thought, oh, I should, why not just jump? Um, but obviously didn't because I'm talking to you guys today. So it was just the, it was just sitting there. Like I sat there thinking, I'm going here to jump mm. off these rocks. Whatever happens, happens. Um, and then I didn't, obviously, because I sat there and I thought, okay, I'm going to let something that shouldn't be knocking me down this far, down the petting, down a pedestal for something I didn't do or opposingly I did because I got broken up with because of my mental health. That's not what we want. That's not going to help people's mental health if that's the reason why people are breaking up with you. But in my instance, I sat there thinking every single, I listed in my head all the people that would actually miss me. And then I thought my mum, my dad, my brother, his girlfriend, because in a way she's kind of like a sister to me because we've she's lived with us for so many years. Nice. Um, and then my dog would obviously miss me because he's the goodest of boys. <laughs> and every single player that I coach, all my friends even though they might not talk to me all the time, they'd be like, shit, like he must be knowing something. So I, I'm one person that out of, there's six people, six out of 10 men, I think pretty sure I was like six out of 10 men die from suicide, one a day. Mm-hmm. Six every day die from suicide. And I'm glad I'm not that statistic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I turned around, but thank God that I went to Headspace. Um and then, yeah, I couldn't, didn't struggle at times. Uni is very struggling, very mentally draining. But a couple of knocks and thinking, no, I can't do this. And then it took me about a month. And then I thought, you know what, let's, let's get off this train. I, for a week there, I sat in my mum and dad's games room when I was living with them and played crash team racing for the whole week. <laughs> didn't move out of that yeah. room, slept on the no. mattress on the floor there. Wow. Binge watched like five seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and played PlayStation. Did not leave the house. I don't think I got changed either. I didn't, like, that's how low I was. Um, But that's just my story, obviously. And we've heard millions. Like, I've got a mate who's going through a tough time right now, literally because a two-year relationship ended. And it's just one of those things. Was it just Headspace that helped you move through that? Was it talking about no, it? I, I think talking, having some good quality friends around. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's going to sound funny, but I kind of got, I thought after that week, I got on Tinder straight away. <laughs> it sounds weird. I got straight on the horse thinking, you know what? Let's put this away from me and let's get back on them. Let's try again. In a month cool. from getting my life just ruined to a month later, I was out in the city on a date with my be- with my now girlfriend. I just want to say something. Aww. I just want to say something here. You heard it first on the Penis Project podcast. Tinder is good for your mental health after all. 
Yeah, like <laughs> just like, being flippant. But, okay. but like, yeah, good friends getting trying to clear the head by actually getting back out there and not hiding in my mum and dad's games room playing PlayStation yeah. 24-7 and moping about it. And then sport. I, I think at that time it was peak of footy season. And I go for Brisbane and we were playing absolutely terrible. And like, <laughs> it's like three years ago. And then we started playing well in 2019. We pulled something out the bag. And I think that changed. Like people think that footy and sport is just entertainment. It's not. I think I've gotten through last year's lockdowns. A lot of us got through, especially men, got through because the footy came back. Um Oh, yeah. I think so something that's that, that's a point here is is it's really an amazing way to deal with mental health issues is to be passionate about something. And it yeah. might be footy and it might be gardening and it might be bushwalking or whatever it is, but having okay. passion for something is enough to distract you from yourself, really. Oh, definitely. 100%. Like, my passion is sport. Um, anyone that knows me knows that. I'm current. I sit at the moment. I've got like like pop vinyls of Wayne Gretzky, who is the greatest hockey player of all time, and Brock Besser, who I absolutely love for the Vancouver Canucks, as well as my Duck Award that I won this year for getting out so many times with nothing. But we uh, <laughs> progressed. And my girlfriend made a joke because I got out for a duck so much, so she bought me a wooden duck called Doug. Wooden duck called oh, Doug. Oh, well, hello, Here's Doug. Oh, Memphis. we can see it. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's like that was for me. Like that's how I got through my mental health. And every time I went to Headspace, have a Headspace appointment, it was like, okay. The best thing was when I went to Headspace, I got a Canadian. It sounds weird, but I could, I've got a Canadian male. And straight away, if he doesn't like sport, it doesn't matter, but I can straight away talk about hockey. <laughs> yeah. Talk about ice hockey. And he'll like, like our last session, I remember we just, didn't talk about anything about me and my mental health. We literally watched brawls on the street between Edmonton and Calgary fans. <laughs> and, wow. And that just drove away the attention of what's going on between me, me two, me two ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it sounds weird, but distractions, mm. getting away from it and actually talking to someone as a mate other than a, like, if a psychologist works for someone, it's awesome. Me personally, I like talking to someone as they're my friend. Well, I think um, the, the when you find someone, I think everyone has different personalities they click with. And if you first go and see a psychologist or a counsellor and they don't click, you don't click together, then it's good to find, don't feel guilty finding someone else because there will be the right health professional out there for you. You just need to find one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like I'm I'm not like used to a professional experts of health. <laughs> but like I always say, I'm just a 22-year-old male living in WA trying to just give his story out there. And I interview friends. I've got a, multiple different podcasts. I've got two podcasts. One's called Chats with Marty, where I literally just talk to people about their stories. Mm-hmm. And your other one is, tell us what your other one is, because I think our listeners will one, be very interested in your other podcast. The other one's called The Fifth Quarter Podcast with Marty Davis. Um, 
I started it with a friend, Darcy, and I've just taken it on myself because he wasn't very committed to the course. And he said, yeah, I'm fine. I'll jump on any anytime you need someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just talking about footy, really. We just I just try and find different people to jump on if they're my mates or YouTubers, AFL YouTubers, or even AFL umpires. Um, I got Dan Johansson because I'm good. I used to umpire footy with West Perth. So it's just really that. It's just finding something that you're passionate in. Again, help. So every time I do this podcast, it just brings a smile and a smile that's not really there all the time because it's always like, what have I done? And then I get to talk about something I love and it's good fun. Is that it? That's it. I've, okay, I've just downloaded it. And you've done, is it uh, 11 episodes so far? That's this season. Oh, this season. That's wow. this season. I know it's How many amazing. I've only missed season? three weeks. How many seasons do you have? Um, I think I'm up to about three or four. I stopped halfway through last year because it just got too many rounds in wow. such a short space. And uni work. Uh, some weeks I'll miss like two or three weeks. And I'll have to. Oh, you've done, you've like, done more than us. <laughs> wow. Like, this has been on for three years. It's it's just something I enjoy. And then I've got a, um, well, we kind of made it into like our own little media industry sort of like business called Fifth Quarter Media. So, and that's got like a distraction away from my own mental stuff because I'm like, okay, when we have these meetings, I get to chat with my mates. I live in Rockingham now. So it's like. I've gone from Junelop to Rockingham, so all my friends are north of the river. So for me, it's like this is the one time I can actually talk to my mates is when I'm doing a podcast. And my so, mates still Oh, I love it. What's your how do you feel your mental health is now? Like you've found passion and you've been to Headspace and you've done the work and you're on the medication. Do, you, do how does it, it feel for you? It ebbs and flows. Like I did an exam and then I was stressed. I don't do tests. Um, I'm very much a physical learner where if you give me like a practical something, something practical, like write a journalistic article, write a feature article. That's something I do because I'm using my brain, trying to find things, find interviewees. Like I got Joe, I got Sean Weir from the Shaka Project, interviewed myself in a way. And just trying to find all these things, bring it down into a set of content or go out and film. I did a test for an introduction to editing, which I've been stressing over for like a month. So I'm like, I don't know how I went. I needed 49% to pass. So my mental self was terrible. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got the results, my mental health just changed. My girlfriend figured mm-hmm. out that saw the smile on my face when I got it. And she's like, you're happy. It's weird. I'm a lot of the times like down in the dumps for no reason. Just I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and just the anxiety and the depression hits. And then having medication might not work. Some days it works, some days it doesn't. So I just take my one tablet a day and just go on my day. So do you, have you felt suicidal anymore or is that gone and it's just evidently? flow of mood yeah it's it's occasionally I do mm-hmm. but sometimes me just overreacting I must admit mm-hmm. um I could it's just you know sometimes it comes in I did go to a psychologist she did diagnose me with serious with severe depression but 
like I went three times so I don't really know how much that was true or not but then I went to a doctor he kind of said look you've got the symptoms of ADHD so we'll put you on the antidepressants because I can't afford to do the test to get diagnosed with ADHD so it's like or ADD or whatever so it's like all these things but it's I feel better. I don't feel as suicidal as I normally would. Normally mm-hmm. did, what, two years ago, I'd say, mm-hmm. 2019. I felt better in 2020 than I did in 2019. Yeah, right. That's great. And cool. I think that says something mm-hmm. with the year that we had in 2020. Yeah, it definitely like says something. COVID and everything, I felt good. So what's your advice to other young men like you, like anyone who's in your position, what's your like five top tips for them? Have a good support network. That's like number one. Mm -hmm. Have a good support network because for me, having my support network and my friends like, no, bro, it's all good. Need me, give me a buzz. Mm -hmm. And now I've got friends coming to me saying, Marty, can I need to talk to someone and they know that you've got, you'll be a set of ears for them. Number two is have a passion and actually have that passion that you know that's something you enjoy Mm -hmm. that will drive you away, distract you a little bit and think, okay, here we go. Like mine's watching Brisbane play. (laughs) I'll yell and scream at the TV and um, my dad would have be like shut up I'm trying to listen to the commentary I'm like (laughs) no you and I are both like this who haven't seen a decent size since 2009 shut up (laughs) Um, number three what's that number three if you are going through down times just relax sit down take a step back uh, that's all. That's just for me. Uh, again, my these are my top three tips. So mm-hmm. sit down, relax, try and find something else to do. If it's sit down and you know what, we're going to binge watch Brooklyn Nine Nine today. We're going to watch a whole season. Do it. If it's something you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is if it's really bad, go see a doctor. Um. My my doctor, who I actually haven't changed doctors yet now that I live in Rockingham, but my doctor in Carabine, um, he was awesome because he would actually talk to me. He would actually want to listen. Oh, that's great. Um, at Sunlander Medical Centre, they were great, like 100%. I would 100% say they were a great practice because the doctors there would actually listen. Um, I made sure I went to the same doctor all the time. And if you because, find someone you click with, drive all that way back from Rockingham to there because it's hard to yeah, find Yeah, and that's, like, that's at the moment I'm trying to find somewhere that does bulk billing in Rockingham and there's not many. So <laughs> it's difficult, but I'll drive down at least that way if mum and dad are home as well, I can go see them, mm. um, which they still live in Carabine, which every time a COVID thing comes out, it's always the north and it's always around them. So I'm like, please don't be there. <laughs> oh. And number five, what's your fifth tip? No. Or am I pushing you now? You've got to think of one. Number five, look, a, a smile. I was going to say it was going to, I was thinking it was going to be get on Tinder. Look, 
Tinder works well. <laughs> Only if you're on there for the right basis. Don't be an idiot. Hmm. Um, but nah, it's smile because it takes more muscles to frown. Hmm. Oh, Less muscles like to smile. That. Yep. I, I have a I have a saying, and it's like if it's a um oh something like if it's on the stumps, hit it. If it's missing, just move out of the way. And it's very much a cricket one, but it's just a little bit of fun because as everyone's watched Lion King, Akuna Matata, just keep moving on. Mm. Mm. That's great. Now I've got I've got some questions actually just to add on. You can smile and you don't have to stress about exams anymore because you've just told us that you yeah. have just got your results and you finished your degree. Yes. In journalism. And Talking to you today, I just see this absolute passion for sport just coming through just about everything that we've talked about. So have you got any desire to work in sports journalism or is there 100%. any pathway? Like yeah. for me, sports journalism is the goal. I, it was the reason why I went to uni in the first place was okay. to do sports journalism. It is a very hard industry to go into. I've been looking into post-grad courses and everything in sports media and the only one I can find is in Sydney um but I love sport it's the thing that's got me through every life dad talks about stories of me getting the newspaper and seeing how many touches a certain Jason Ackermanis got and this was like 2004 and I'm sorry I was young (laughs) I was like five I want to also know how you've chosen Brisbane as your team long story Fitzroy merged with Brisbane Bears family on dad's side was with Fitzroy, like a manager of Fitzroy reserves. So dad went for Fitzroy. So a family connection. And then also when you're growing up, you go for the team that is winning. And (laughs) I was growing up in the early two thousands when Brisbane were good. So I went for them and they started disappointing me, kept on them because you don't change teams, but and have gone for them ever since. And you gained Lockie Neal. Yes, and gained Lockie Neal, which we got I feel like you guys are speaking another language. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> well, my, All right, Melissa, my family in about like... 17 minutes, you can jump on 7 May and you can watch what we're talking about. I will. Can I just ask one question? How did you find the Penis Project at 22? You're not our usual kind of demographic. Just talking to Joe. Really, when oh. I got on news, um, what is it, news stable, and I was looking for a men's health oh, expert. media stable. Yeah. Media stable. And I got onto a, I was just looking for a men's health expert. Mm-hmm. And I saw Joe and it was like, men's physiotherapist. I'm like, bang, that's good enough. <laughs> I, need, I was looking for a men's psychologist, right? And I, I read physiotherapist. I'm like, you know what? I know a lot of physios that are very insightful. Hmm. Um, so I thought I'll email Joe. Hopefully I'll get a response. I don't get many responses sometimes, and thankful I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, and then had a good chat, got a good quotes out of it, and then I had a listen, and I looked at through the Penis Project stuff, and I'm like, this is something I, I would 100% talk about because I like people, I like talking, as you might have noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I like just getting a message out there. You know what I think? Oh, uh, I really enjoyed your energy. This is such a, I mean, 
anyone might think, what has this got to do with a penis problem? But it's got a lot to do with a penis problem because it's just bringing up the fact that men, women and other genders all have depression and suicidal tendencies and things we need to deal with and we need to talk about it openly and get it out there. So it's great. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. It's excellent. No worries, guys. Thank you very much. Um, Keep up the work because I think more men need these health advice because we are very much a gender that doesn't seek out help Um, because of the stereotypes. We don't want to seem weak. And that's one thing I put in my thing is that we seem weak and we shouldn't. Um, So having podcasts, which is a old new revelation, people can listen to it and actually get to listen to experts about these things and think, okay, I can talk about it. And that's why I do what I do and why everyone does what they do is to actually give out information. That's so cool. And and on that word experts, we we really love the true story coming from guys themselves. So that to us, we're, we're more interested in your story and sharing what we know, but we, we've learned everything from our patients. And you've never been our patient, but you're always welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much, guys. I'm going to tell you about a boy who lives inside me. He's been there all of my life. Hi, this is Dr. Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our program today. And we're pleased to let you know that we will be having weekly podcasts not fortnightly as originally proposed and this is because of the popularity of our podcast we're getting so many emails so many questions and so much feedback and Melissa and I greatly appreciate it what we'd really love you to do is share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit including any man in your life simply download off Spotify or subscribe to the penis project Org, and then you'll get a weekly email about just a newest releases. Also, feel free to send us a review. And this will greatly help in our ongoing ability to bring you new and fresh information as that's the way we build What Comes Next. We also have show notes attached and this gives a bit of a background into any additional resources or explanations of what we're talking about. Finally, it's my great pleasure to let you know that PROST, the exercise program which sponsors our podcast, is now available on a USB resource for any man diagnosed with prostate cancer, an exercise program. Clinicians can buy these as well as the everyday bloke. So feel free to check out prost.com.au. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Those dread dark days, I learned to value each and every one. Of those warm afternoons, boys on their bikes, shooting stones at each other through the trees. We tried to deny the going down.